You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's up, Warriors fans? Brady Klopper here with Golden State of Mind, recapping the Warriors. Monday night game against the Sacramento Kings. The important thing here is that the Warriors won, which they hadn't done in a very long time. Uh, it ended a five-game losing streak. They barely won. This one came down to the wire. They won 116 to 113. They needed a huge fourth quarter in order to make that happen. They were trailing by eight points entering the fourth quarter. But the story here is Steph Curry, so I'm going to start there. Um, I'm just happy the Warriors won, not because I wanted a Warriors win, even though I did, but because a loss would have spoiled what was truly one of the greatest performances of Steph Curry's career. As wild as that is to say, we've, we've grown so used to his excellence. We know he's still playing at an incredibly high level, but it's kind of hard to fathom that he's still at this point in his career putting up some of the better performances that we've ever seen and had the Warriors not won this game a home game against a bad Sacramento Kings team it would have I don't even have a word it would have, it would have been so pathetic to waste such an impressive Steph Curry performance Steph Curry put up a line that had never been done before in NBA history by any player, regular season, postseason. He finished this game with 47 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and 0 turnovers. 0 turnovers, which that's impressive in its own right. Incredibly impressive in its own right. But for this Warriors team that has been struggling so much with sloppiness, with inexcusably dumb plays, and they struggle with it tonight. For their leader and their primary offensive force to play 38 minutes, have a sensational game, both as a scorer and a passer, and not turn the ball over a single time, is just remarkable. And again, it had never been done in NBA history. No one had had that line before. And I don't mean no one had, had that specific line of 47 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and 0 turnovers. No one had had that or better. No one had ever had 45 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and had a 76% true shooting percentage with 0 turnovers. He had 47, 8, 8, and an 86.8% true shooting percentage. He got 17 for 24. 17 for 24 from the field. That was 10 for 12 on threes. Seven, I mean, sorry, 10 for 12 on twos. 7 for 12 on threes. 6 for 7 on free throws. Missed a free throw if you want to, you know, find something to nitpick in an otherwise just indescribable performance. And it was, it was just, it was vintage Steph Curry. He did it with everything. He did it running around like a madman off of screens, catching and shooting. He did it 
dancing on players, stepping back for deep threes. He did it pulling up. He did it attacking the rim and both getting fouled and having crazy finishes. He did it with some mid-range madness. He did it with a few shots that no person should ever be taking, but the shot clock was running down, and he somehow still made it look smooth. Just a, a phenomenal performance by a player who was still putting in all-time great performances, who was still playing like an all-time great player, and, um, you know, we're, we're very early in the season. He's not going to get much MVP hype if the Warriors don't turn things around, but I expect that they will turn things around. Um, and right now, I think, you know, I think the the best players in the NBA this year have been pretty clearly Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Luka Doncic. He wants to chase that third MVP trophy. Be my guest, Steph. Be my guest. Um, so Steph's brilliance did not hide the fact that the Warriors struggled with the same thing that they have struggled with since opening night, which is that their bench is can only be described with words that I, uh, I'm not allowed to say on this podcast. So, you know, think of some words that you don't want to hear me saying and, and fill them in, say them out loud wherever you are. Hopefully you're not around kids. Just awful. I mean, just awful. <laughs> um, and the result is that the Warriors keep like pushing forward and then pulling back with the bench. The Kings ended the first quarter on a 16-2 run. They ended the second quarter on a 10-2 run. They ended the third quarter on an 18-6 run. 18-8 run. 16-8. Something like that. Whatever. You get the point. Steve Kerr said before the game or a few games ago that he was going to switch up the rotations. He did that. It accomplished nothing. That's not a knock on Steve Kerr. That's a knock on the players who make up the bench unit right now. I do have some issues with the rotations, namely that J. Michael Green is not playing. Um, he got a DNP this game. Anthony Lamb and Jonathan Kaminga took his minutes. I'm fine with Jonathan Kaminga, finding minutes for Jonathan Kaminga. I don't understand why Anthony Lamb is playing. He had a great game against the Pelicans. He did some good things in this one. He, he, he tried hard, which is more than you can say for some of the Warriors right now. Um, he worked hard on defense, though I wouldn't say he played well. Um, he certainly didn't score efficiently, four points on six shots. Uh, J. Michael Green has not been playing well, and I fully get that, but at the same time, he's a seasoned veteran who doesn't make mistakes, and the Warriors proved last year. You know, short, they miss Gary Payton II right now, they miss him very badly. And they miss Otto Porter Jr., but when you look at the guys like Nemanja Bialica, Damian Lee, Juan Toscano-Anderson... Those guys weren't doing anything special. They were just veterans who weren't doing awful things and who understood how to play in the system. And I, I feel like, at the very least, Jim Michael Green probably does that better than Anthony Lamb, uh, who doesn't have the upside that a Jonathan Kaminga has that makes you think, you know, let's play this guy through his mistakes. So I'm a little confused there. Um... Steve Kerr said after the game that he'll get a chance to work his way back in the rotation, but at the same time, you bring a veteran into a, a young team to, to fill a bench role and, and kind of replace 
Porter and Bielitsa, I feel like you got to give that guy more than 10 games. But what do I know? Um, James Wiseman also did not play. Not particularly surprising. Um, but Wiseman has been getting a lot of flack from the fan base, a lot of flack from the people who cover the team, myself very much included. And this was a reminder that the problems with this team go far beyond James Wiseman. He has been um, their worst rotation player this year. I don't, I don't think there's... Oops, sorry. Getting too excited. Hit my mic. Um, I don't think there's any debate that he's been their worst rotation player this year, but um, nobody on their bench is playing well, so you can't just remove one guy and expect things to work. Um, I was trying to find interesting stats relating to the bench. Here's a scary one. They now have had 65 different bench performances this year. You know, 65 different times that a player has come off the bench. Of those 65 times, 12 of them have had a positive plus minus. 12 out of 65 bench performances have resulted in a plus minus. None of them came tonight. Minus one for Moses Moody, minus seven for Anthony Lamb, minus 11 for Jordan Poole, minus 17 for Jonathan Kaminga, minus 22 for Ty Jerome, who was awful. Um, he's, he's been good in his limited time playing as a two-way guy here, but not, not good in this game. Um, I think the Warriors are going to be pretty excited to get Dante DiVincenzo back. He's expected to play in their next game, or at least they're hopeful that he'll play in their next game. He returned to practice. They don't play again until Friday. Um, and it's just, you know, it's comical when you look at those negatives and then you look at the starters. Kevon Looney plus 8, Clay Thompson plus 10, Andrew Wiggins plus 16, Draymond Green plus 19, Steph Curry plus 20. This team is a competent bench away from being elite. A competent bench, not a good bench, not a great bench, a competent bench away from being an elite team. And instead, they are bringing it down to the wire, grinding out a three-point win at home against the Kings despite Steph Curry having probably one of the 10 best performances of his life so it's a little rough um, it's a little rough get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So I'm curious to see what happens with rotations. Um, Moses Moody wasn't in the initial rotation. Uh, Anthony Lamb and came in with Jordan Poole. In the first quarter, Jonathan Kaminga followed before too terribly long. Ty Jerome came in later in that quarter, and that was their nine-player rotation, was the starters in those four. Um, and it wasn't until things were just really not working in the third quarter and they saw a lead turn into a double-digit deficit. They trailed by 12 at halftime um, that they finally turned to Moses Moody a little bit, and then he was one of the first guys off the bench in the second half. 
he only ended up playing nine minutes and you know nothing nothing particularly notable but he's solid in ways that a lot of the people on the bench aren't right now but the notable rotation shift is that Steve Kerr switched the starting lineup in the second half uh, and played with Jordan Poole replacing Kevon Looney and I I was skeptical but I, I was taking the wrong approach with it uh, Jordan Poole has not been good this year um, and Kevon Looney has been fantastic this year uh, and the Warriors defense has been awful and Looney is one of their few good defensive players um, and so I thought it looked a little bit like a desperation move at the time. It worked, but even in hindsight, it is a desperation move a little bit here. Um, to replace one of your better players with someone who's struggling in the starting lineup at halftime, but I was looking at it wrong. It really wasn't about getting Jordan Poole in there. It wasn't about getting Kevon Looney out of there. It was about putting Draymond Green at center, uh, where... For as amazing as Kevon Looney's season has been and amazing as his season was last year, Draymond Green is the Warriors' best center. Uh, and that's not a knock on Looney. Draymond Green is a four-time All-Star. He's a two-time All-NBA player. He's a Defensive Player of the Year. He's one of the five greatest defensive players in NBA history. He's headed to the Hall of Fame. And even though they blame the bulk of his minutes at the four to preserve him, their best lineups for the last decade really have been with Draymond Green playing the five. Uh, and I don't know how sustainable it is for them to put him there that much during the season. I'm curious to see what they do here. But it was interesting to see Steve Kerr go to that in in game 11 and again I think I think it was a desperation move I'll be honest but it also worked so and the Warriors needed this game I, I hate to say that about a defending champion 11 games into the year a team that has title aspirations but they needed this game um, and a little desperation was honestly called for so um, I don't say that to criticize Steve Kerr it is what it is. Um, a few players that really struggled. Clay Thompson, he had some some really nice off-ball movement. Even though the shooting wasn't good, 6 for 18 from the field, 3 for 10 on, on threes. But um, two, two things he did poorly. His defense just isn't there right now. Uh, and you get it, obviously, with, with the ACL and the Achilles injury. But... It's, you know, it's not where he wants it to be. It's not where the team wants it to be. He did have a few really good defensive possessions, um, and then he had some where, where he just was in a, in a world of trouble. But more concerningly, he just, he had some sloppy turnovers. He had a few, he, had, he only had three turnovers in this game, but it felt like he had more. He had just so many times where he got caught up in the air and didn't have anywhere to go with the ball, and that's, very unplay-like, and, and also just not what they need him to be doing. Um, so, you know, hopefully he can bounce back from that. I'm not worried about the guy. It's, he's still so fresh into his rehab from two of the worst injuries you can have in the sport. Uh, and he didn't have really a training camp or an off-season of, of playing basketball. So um, these things are going to take time. And I'm, not, I'm not saying this to criticize him. It's just um, 
the reality of what the situation is right now. Um, but I will criticize Jordan Poole. Um, you know, if you want to get technical, he is still on the final year of his rookie contract. He is not making his 30 plus million a year that he'll start making next year. But oof, the Warriors have committed way too much cheese to this guy for him to be playing the way that he is. Um, he was just awful in this game. Uh, two points. Two points. This was a guy who seemed incapable of scoring fewer than 20 points last year. Two points. Three assists. Three turnovers. He only took four shots. Just a lack of aggression. A lack of urgency offensively. Um... And part of it is, you know, he's being saddled with a lot of these bench lineups and being asked to maybe do a little bit more than he should be doing. Uh, the Warriors tried to work with that a little bit, I thought, in this game. You know, him starting the second half, obviously, he's with more playmakers. Uh, when they went to uh, their first bench unit in the first quarter where they went with four bench players, Clay Thompson was still in there providing some extra playmaking, some extra spacing. And Jordan Poole is just playing very poorly right now. And... You know, it's obviously way too early to be worried about him. Um, there are going to be ebbs and flows, and a player his age doesn't just drop off. But it is fair to start wondering what's going on. How can they get him out of this? Why does he not look like the player that he was last year? Why does he not look like the guy that prompted the Warriors to give him a four-year, $123 million extension with incentives that could push it to 140? I don't... I don't have an answer. I'm just putting saying it's fair to start to start asking that question. But in the meantime, the Warriors won, and that is what matters. Steph Curry had again an unprecedented game, a stat line that had never been accomplished before in NBA history. Um, he is inevitable. He is amazing. He is more more fun to watch than I have ever had watching a basketball player with the possible exception of Michael Jordan. Um, we are very lucky. Don't take him for granted. Um, and speaking of things to not take for granted, the NBA is not playing any games on Tuesday. They are not playing games on Tuesday to raise awareness for getting out and fulfilling your civic duty and voting. So make sure you do that if you have not already. Tuesday's election day. Go to the polls, fill out a ballot, mail something in, whatever whatever your preferred method is, go out there and vote. Do your part. Uh, the Warriors have some games off here, or some days off here. They'll be back on Friday when they play the amazingly talented Cleveland Cavaliers who are so much fun to watch this year. That game has the potential to be ugly if they play the way that they have played most of this year, and it has the potential to be so much fun if the Warriors play the way that they played last year. Um, so yeah, stick with us, check out goldenstandofmind.com for more coverage on this game and coverage throughout the week. We'll have some more podcasts during the week as we prepare for that game. The Warriors are now four and seven. They're four and one at home. If you need something good to hang your hat on. Otherwise, everyone go home, watch the YouTube highlights of Steph Curry on repeat for a few hours and then go vote. Have a, have a good one, everybody.